Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And we have now arrived at episode 40. We're old! We're old! We're old men, Caitlin! Yeah! And high old five! Um, We're middle aged. We don't care about well, any of this shit anymore. We don't care on, what the kids are like. It depends on on what you perceive as middle age. Because I'm planning to live to 147. Vine got shut down just as we figured out what it was. Like we're just we're just old. We don't know anything anymore. Or how about we we know we are self aware enough to know that we are losing touch. How about that? Oh, shit, girl, I done lost touch. Like, <laughs> no, you're pretty with it. You were on what's that thing called? The thing with the pictures, and it's kind of like Facebook, but for kids. Instagram? <laughs> Is Instagram? No, no, no. Tumblr. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have one. It's mainly just for saving perfume gifs I want to find later. <laughs> but I mean, you, you, you have one. No, it's, uh, uh, you're ahead of the game. So is Tumblr your moment? Because everybody has that moment where like technology is like, like that's it. Like, I'm out, whatever. Um, No, I, I really love new, ne- new technology. I just find I don't have the time for things. And I really like reading books. <laughs> so it takes a lot of time away from discovering new what, social technology, I guess you could say. Because for me, it's Snapchat. Oh, I think we talked about this before. Or just Snapchat is the moment where I'm just like, nope. Um, Punch my card, I'm out. I think it's more that I've never really, like, I've never been, even when it, in the days of, uh, oh, what were those places go where you go into chat rooms? That's it. I was never big into chat rooms. I was never big into... It was a very topical reference. Boards. I'm just saying, like, those things were new and upcoming when I was a young teenager, or, I, yeah, like a tween. Um, and I was never really into them. I was never really into Facebook, right? M- MSN Messenger? I had, yeah. ICQ? I, I didn't have ICQ. In that, all the kids had ICQ, and I just didn't want it. MSN, though, was a requirement for high school. It was very important. God. MSN. That was our, that was our texting. They were using MSN on, on Moonlight, I guarantee. Yeah, probably. <laughs> GPS razor phones. <laughs> anyway, what's up, y'all? There are many ways. We just launch right into the chit chat. Yeah. There are many ways you can listen to the Geek Down podcast, all 40 episodes of them. SoundCloud.com slash Geek Down Pod. Give us a follow on there. You'll get a notification every time a new episode goes live, as well. iTunes, hit subscribe, top right corner. New episodes escorted by gnomes, fairies, trolls. Never trolls. Elves. Never trolls. Sometimes trolls. No, we don't really fucks with trolls here. Uh, good trolls. <laughs> good, good trolls, happy trolls, the ones who uh, help you on your way under the bridge. Yeah. Well, delivered new episodes directly to your device. No extra effort from you. They no. just happen. And you can, if you subscribe on SoundCloud, sort, same kind of thing. It'll just sort of, you'll just get a notification. Be going about your day and boop, new episode of the Geek Down yeah. Pod. And you're like, all right. And and someone just told me about some, a new thing. A new thing? No, it's not really a new thing. It's automatically on there. Um. Let's see if I can remember what it's called. Uh, no. Radio Magic. Be right back. <laughs> I think the thing that they were talking about is called Pocket Casts. Sure. It basically cuts the silences in podcasts so you can listen to them faster. Oh, I've heard this recommended somewhere and as well. Yeah. Apparently, it, podcasts that are on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever just automatically are on there. So if you're short for time and an hour and 30 minutes is too long for you, um, hmm. then maybe this is an option. 
So, hey, and if you're you are using it, let us know. Go to our Facebook page at www. Dot. You did, I you needed some recognition that you knew where I was going with this. You were staring off into you space. You always start. Last time we tried it, I went www and you went Facebook. <laughs> it's true. I I actually also get distracted very easily. Tell us about po- tell us about Pocket Cast on the Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdampod. Consistency, Caitlin. We can't be consistency. Can't be tossing the ship now. This is episode forty. We finally got the <sighs> tanks worked out of this thing. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. Um, and if you have anything else to talk about, you can talk about it there because I kind of, am, as we just mentioned, actually do stuff with Facebook. <laughs> it's the one thing she uses. I, so. It's the one thing I use because apparently I'm old. I didn't even so know. Old. Just happened. Um, it'll but yeah, ha- it'll happen to you. Yeah, listener. it will. You think that you are, it's never going to touch you. And then one day your knee hurts for no reason. I used to be with it and they changed what it was. And now I'm not. Now what's it is strange and scary to me. Speaking of, of with it, <laughs> do you have a, anything going on? No, I have, um, I have a friend's birthday this week that I have, um, I tend to go overboard sometimes with gifts yeah no i know that lord that i could get back all the money spent on my (laughs) ex-girlfriend that i both did and did not have just in an effort to (laughs) make her birthdays special um no i just uh i'm doing a lot of running around getting that all together because i go overboard i had a fish taco that saved my life i'm still talking about it days later i'm sorry the fish taco saved your life saved my life and changed my life and just was there a hundred dollar bill in there no oh it was just magical. Oh, where were these fish tacos? Uh, in Kensington Market in Toronto. Oh. A place called... <laughs> I, I forgive you. I am very much of that mindset as well. Like, so, we just say it. What? That Kensington Market is dirty? Ew. Oh, ew. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just to, for those of, of you who don't know, Kensington Market in Toronto is kind of think of a kind of dirty but interesting market where you live and that's what Kensington Market is. It is the like if you want Toronto to really feel like New York, I guess. I guess. You go to Kensington Market. It's yeah. just there's no chains of any sort. It's it's a market. They call it a market because there's a lot of like, you know, produce, groceries and things there's like that. There's a cheese shop markets, that cheese I shop. can't go to anymore. Like Caitlin just presses her palm to the front window of and, and breathe and heavily on the glass. Kensington Market actually is the only only place I almost got into like an actual fist fight. <laughs> of in course Toronto. you did. I had a it, it was it was Nuit Blanche. It was the first Nuit Blanche I believe I lived in the city for. Uh, Nuit Blanche is a which is French for white night is a all night arts something yeah. or other that happens throughout Toronto. Different installations throughout the city and my then girlfriend and I were walking through Kensington Market and we passed by this rent is very affordable in Kensington Market. Uh, yeah, or at least it was. Allegedly, used to be back then. And you end up with a lot of these homes that have like 19 people in it and uh Yeah. Say more definitely more bohemian vibe. Well, I worked there. Did so, you? When did yeah. you work in Kensington? Uh early early 20, late teens, early 20s. I worked in uh a parents friends shop and got a daily dose of the bohemian lifestyle. Yeah. And there were these two stoner, biker type whatevers 
with a dog and I'm talking about the dog and the dog had like kind of cowered behind its owner's legs and my girlfriend and I will always pay attention to would always pay attention to animals passing by because yeah. we love animals and the dog's owner was like oh he's just, he's just a big pussy and as we walk by don't quote me but to this day I will maintain he said he looked at us as we walked by and said speaking of big pussy <gasps> and you know in anime when people snap and it's like the glass breaking behind the character's head like yeah. that's what happened to me and I was like motherfucker what <laughs> like <laughs> What are we about to What are we about to do right now on this wonderful autumn night? And she's just pulling me like, let's just go, let's just go. And I'm like, they need to drop a bomb on this entire place and put a Walmart on it. I have softened. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say my attitudes towards going to towards gentrification in the years since, friends. But um, yeah, I also don't fucks with patchouli, and that's like the first thing you get when you walk into Kensington. <laughs> just like, blam, incense well, and patchouli. It also doesn't help that Kensington is behind Chinatown. Yes. Which is notorious for having very low health standards. Oh, I will say. So I had to go shopping for this over-the-top gift, which consists yes. of many, many small things. Yes, for your friend whose birthday it's going to be. Yes. Who never listens to the show, but... One of the things I had to get were that she loves is uh, shrimp chips. Which are amazing because they don't have dairy in them. And I like didn't even really know existed um, until one day she got really amped and like made me buy her a bag, which I didn't care because they're like a dollar. Man, my teens were shrimp tri- shrimp chips and uh, Warcraft. That was like my life. Yes. Holy shit. That's just living the dream. <laughs> yeah, right I know. Um, I was so lucky. But I had a recommendation from uh, another friend about a, a different brand. Yeah. Of shrimp chip that she, <laughs> that she enjoyed. And she was like, we were meandering through Kensington and then into Chinatown. And she was like, well, let's go check this market. And we walked into the Chinatown market. Friends, if you ain't never walked into a Chinatown grocery store. So good. No. No? Rancid. Oh, well, it depends on which one you go to. Just like the fish gut, oh, meat yeah. smell, everything but that But it hits gives you, you a really good... I don't know, a different view of the world. <laughs> but to argue the authentic experience of having your olfactory well, nerves pummeled by a Chinatown grocer. I've never been to China, so I don't know. I'm. <laughs> it just gives you a different perspective on life and, you know, other other markets. Listen, and... Whitey likes to think he's pretty adventurous, but yeah. he walks into a Chinatown <laughs> grocer and he's like, whew, that said... I acclimated to that odor far quicker than I did walking into a lush cosmetic store. <laughs> yeah. The sneezy store, you mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The other thing we I established yesterday when I was doing a lot of running around um, is that I don't think the store Muji needs to exist. I don't know what that is. It's like Japanese Ikea is the best way I can describe is that, it. It's, do they do clothing as well? Or is that the yeah, other? Yeah. And a little food and some stationery type thing. Yeah. It's like you just sell like a bunch of like really plain looking stuff, and I guess it's well made. You can mix and I don't match. Know. I don't know. It's like when I found out Uniqlo was just like everything's just warm. It's like if it's super amp that Uniqlo opened in Toronto, and it's like yeah, it's it's real norm choreo. It's just like solid block color clothing. Yeah, like, sometimes you need to be able to take one of your many plaid shirts and just block it with something that's <laughs> a solid color. All right. I will say this about Muji. I uh, definitely fell in love with every employee working there, even the dudes. Because they just were all really nice? Oh, just really beautiful boys and girls. Beautiful, 
Japanese. Do you think they do that same thing that, what was it? Um, um, Moxies? Yes, I definitely think that's what they do. Moxies? I thought that's what you were going to say. No, I was going to say American Apparel or one of those American Eagle. They got... They hire the hot people? Yeah, they actually hire people who are models. Yeah, Moxies does that too. Really? Yeah. You got to be hot to be a server at Moxies. I didn't know that. Notice and yes, I I do think that's probably <laughs> what they do oh. at Muji. Oh, also, sorry. Speaking of birthdays and friends, yeah. Last week, because it was so far into the week, we didn't mention that there's this very special birthday that happened yesterday. Oh yes, Mr. Kaim Dar. Well, who can tell because he's lied about his birthday on and off for decades. Has so. he actually? I never knew when his birthday is. He always lied about it. Does he change it all the time? I don't know if he changes it all the time, but there were definitely days. He definitely lied about it on Facebook initially. He Man, I hope he didn't lie about it this time. No, he was actually advertising it, like saying tomorrow is my birthday, where previously he would just kind of like let it happen. Right. He would like put a random date in and watch people send birthday tidings. Well, Kaim, happy birthday, belated birthday. Um, if it's your real birthday, if it's, if happy it's your birthday, real birthday, Kyle. and if it's not, you suck. And I <laughs> use that GIF, that Simpsons GIF, for nothing. Very upset about that. Um, but if it was, I hope it. I hope it was a good one. And no, uh, Jordan is not getting you gifts. No, sorry, Kyle. The shrimp <laughs> chips are not for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. You are not the special person getting getting <laughs> gifts. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, so basic. How was your week? Uh, crazy. I had a crazy day. I was at work yesterday, which was Saturday, which is not the usual. <laughs> That's not a day you work. <laughs> no, not now. It used to be for years. Actually, when I got out of retail, it was very strange because I was so used to working on weekends that now I was like, what do I do with these two days together? Because <laughs> even if you got a Saturday or a Sunday off, you never got them together. That's insane. Um, so it's... that's been that, that was it was fun, but it's been kind of it was kind of weird once I started actually working a grown-up job. Well, it's like the retail experience. So I still work at major Canadian retailer, but I, I do overnights Yeah, where I don't see people yeah. or like am it's involved like, in the shopping experience of major Canadian retailer. It's like your dream come true. And I had to run down to major Canadian retailer while I was ah. at another location. Yeah. I kind of forgot what a nightmare they are to shop in. Yeah. <laughs> or just what, what a nightmare shopping in general is. That's what nightmare humans are. <laughs> wow, they got dark real fast. That escalated quickly. Um, I don't think humans are dark. I think some humans are dark, but I don't think humans in general are dark. Like trying to like hop on a kiosk so I can look for the item I need before before, people before one of them pounce on me. It's like, yeah. I know, where, where fuckers, I know, where, where are you? Well, there's always these jokes from what I like to think of the other side of retail, the people who've never worked retail, who's like, oh, trying to find a server when they're when they're going on their break and they're like, nope, can't help you. You're on your own. Blah, blah. The reason is, is because if we don't take our break on time, sometimes we don't get a break yep. because the managers will just be like, well, you didn't go on your break on time and now the schedule is screwed up. And you pushed everybody back. So yeah. So that's why if you see someone hightailing it out of there and they don't want to talk to you, it's not because they don't want to talk to you. I mean, if it looks like Jordan, then yes, they don't want to talk to, to you. But if it was me and How it was dare you. someone who was bubbly and nice, it's because they're going to get in trouble. I was bubbly as fuck. What are you talking about? Customers loved me. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, they did. They avoided you because you have like man 
permanent bitch face. Which meant the ones that did brave <laughs> were rewarded with you serving with exceptional them. Exceptional customer service. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so I at my job, which is part time, um, I had to help run an event on Saturday and it was lots of fun, but it was definitely strange having to work six days a week. Was there a dunk tank involved? No. Oh, man. I wish there was now. <laughs> just think events it. Anytime I think there's an event to be planned, I just hope a dunk tank is involved. Man, we should have dunk tanks, kissing booths, pie eating contests, <laughs> dairy free pie so I can take part. Um, but yeah, no, there was no dunk tank. It was That's unfortunate now that I think about it. Um, but the event went pretty well and I think... Everyone had a good time, and but it left me a little bit addled. I went home and had a nap, and then went to go see Doctor Strange. Oh. Yeah. I'll ask you how that was later in the show. Yeah, because uh, A, we have other things to talk about. B, it's going to be full of spoilers. Oh, you're going to go in? I'm going to go in. All right. If you want to hear Caitlin go in on Doctor Strange, this is day tuned, friends. Yeah. So now I guess we can, since we're sort of wrapped up about what we did all week. Hey, you want to get this moving? Yeah. Let's talk about news. Um, hey, I have one thing. Oh, what's your one thing? Dragon Ball. What about it? Dragon Ball Super. What's that? It's the next Dragon Ball. Okay. Not that Dragon Ball GT thing that happened post-Dragon Ball Z that was a hot steam and pile of garbage and right. did not have Akira Toriyama involved. Wait, we talked about this, didn't we? Did we ever talk about it on mic? I think maybe we talked about the possibility of there being a Dragon Ball something or other. Yes. Uh, So basically, after Dragon Ball Z, the creator, Akira Toriyama, was like, cool, that was a good, like, you know, 20, 25 years of my life. I'm out. Man, that's a long time. Or however long it was. I'm going to go do some other shit. Toho or Toei or whoever, like, owned the film rights was like, you know what's also great? Money. Yes. Let's try to make some. So I've heard. And put out... <laughs> we wouldn't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's try and make some by making more Dragon Ball. That does not have Akira Toriyama involved. And it was this weird thing where like, it was in the future, post-Dragon Ball Z, and Goku got turned into a kid. Uh-huh. And he was like... And they were Black Star Dragon Balls, and they didn't just spread out through the world. They spread out through the universe. Okay. And it was like Goku, kid Goku, grown-up trunks, but not like cool future trunks, like just grown-up trunks. Yeah. And his own, and Goku's own granddaughter. Right. Pan, which is Gohan's kid, going like adventuring through the universe to try to get the Black Star Dragon Balls to turn Goku back into adult. They were going for a more like OG Dragon Ball vibe. Okay. Like the road tripping and adventuring type of things. And then when they realized that wasn't working, it got really stupid attempt to become Dragon Ball Z again with like lots of fighting and okay, it was hot garbage all around. Right. And then nobody really did anything with Dragon Ball for a while. And then there was like an anniversary or something and they started kind of shooting these movies out. They did um, Battle of the Gods and then they did uh, The Resurrection of Frieza. It's like, ooh, Frieza's back. Right. Oh, right. We, yeah, this is, I think, what we yes. kind of talked about. And those were very successful and it was like, okay, well, it's the anniversary Maybe we do a show again. And Toriyama was like, yeah, all right, fine, let's do a show. So he's kind of been like plotting it, giving the you know, beats of how he wants the story to go type of thing. He's directing the story. Right. The first two story arcs of Dragon Ball Super, as it was called, retold the 
those movies, Battle of the Gods and Resurrection of Frieza, episodically in the show. So, I mean, basically, if you saw those, you can kind of skip the first, like, 40 40 episodes. And then went into, they established a multiverse in the Dragon Ball universe. Okay. So, the next arc was just your standard, like, tournament fighting arc that they do in Dragon Ball all the time. But between fighters from across universes, like there was a Saiyan from a planet Vegeta that had not been destroyed, like in Universe 6 or whatever. That's kind of cool. I like when they do different universe stuff. The Saiyan planet was still around, and now they're in this thing where it's another Future Trunks arc. um, We're like, so the androids and all that shit got defeated, and now they're fighting this character called Black. And it looks just like Goku. It is as strong as Goku. And... It is destroying the future and trying to wipe out all the humans. So Trunks goes back back to the past again to try to bring Goku and Vegeta and whatever with them to the future so, to try and stop this guy. So what's happening is they're, are they making another, they're just continuing it or are they, is this? This is canonical continuation of Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball GT or Grand Tour, which was that Goku as a kid thing that's been like, yeah, that's been kind of shuffled off. Right. Anyway, this has been out for like over a year. This right. has been going on in Japan. And North American fans are like, where is it? When can I have it? Oh, I see. This has been going on in Japan. But it has it not been in North America. No, oh. you couldn't watch it legally. So you've just been reading the Netflix, I mean, the Wikipedia page. Yeah, I read Wikipedia pages and whatever rando gifs and shit pop up on. Right. Pop up on Facebooks. But the wait is over. If you are, if you are hunkering, Funimation announced last week they have the rights. They... Are dubbing it with, I Ooh. assume, the traditional Dragon Ball cast. They are starting with the new arc. Oh, that's They're cool. They're starting with the Future Trunks arc, 20 episodes worth or something. And then starting from episode one, 10 episodes every two weeks or something will get right. thrown on so you can backtrack after the fact and but jump right in now. Because in my experience, from what I saw of it, you get a recap at the start of one episode, you're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you can... That's just traditional not, Dragon Ball. It's not War and Peace. You can yeah. you can jump right in there. Um, I have seen significantly less standing and yelling Ooh, from Dragon Ball Super. That's always exciting. And significantly less Gohan being worth a damn, which I am not happy about. Apparently. Every time Gohan, like, sorry, I'm going to get real, like, you know, troublesome masculinity right now. Okay. <laughs> As we're supposed to go. <laughs> Ample warning. It's like. There was a bit moment where Gohan realized he had, for lack of a better term, pussied out. Okay. Like, just was a total weakling, hadn't been training. Everybody had surpassed him. Yeah. Um, When I mean, like, I'm I'm a Gohan stan. Like, that's my dude. Like, yeah. So every time I see him, like, oh, I can't train right now. I have There's a conference I have to go to because he's, like, Mr. Academic. I like, Did like, Krillin surpass him? Krillin took a punch from Goku. Oh, yeah. Then that's a yes. Recently. Yeah. Like, he has not been training either, but... Because he's like, you know, Krillin's living his best life. Yeah. Oh, I I got killed all the time. Yeah. You're also banging Android 18 and like chilling out at a cop at a police booth. Like you're, you're fine, Krillin. You're you're winning. But he wanted to see how strong Goku had become. And he was just like, yeah, just punch me. Goku was like, seriously? He's like, I'm just curious. I want to see how, I want to see how strong you got. So Goku fucking lays one on him and Krillin goes through like the side of a mountain or something. Fun. (laughs) And survives. And he's like, oh, you're really strong now. Um, but yeah, every time Gohan does one of his, like, I, Piccolo, I need you to train me again. And we were all like, yes, 
get back on it, Gohan. And it's like, oh, but I can't today. There's a conference. I'm like yelling like Ewan McGregor in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. I'm like, you are the chosen one. <laughs> God. Uh, Star Wars reference. I was going to say. Y'all thought I didn't know any you. of those. Um, but, I mean, this arc has been interesting. The, this black character who looks just like Goku can also Super Saiyan. They're all getting Super Saiyan God now. Like, that's there. Yeah, we t- definitely talked about this. They, I have, they that. have blue hair. Yep. Um, and now, <laughs> this black Goku Black, whatever, alternate timeline Goku, whatever he is. Yeah. Um, when he wilds out. It goes like Super Super Saiyan. His hair turns pink. That's amazing. He calls it Super Saiyan Rosé. That's amazing. Like, y'all are not even trying anymore. I feel like every time I drink Rosé now, I should just yell Super Saiyan Rosé. Yes, you should. <laughs> and drink, when I get my Rosé out of the box. Because <laughs> uh, we're poor. But anyway. That's how we do it. Yeah, that's how we do it. So yeah, that's if you've been, if you've been fiending, if you're a Dragon Ball stan and you've been honest and not bootlegging it left and right. Been... Now your moment has finally come and you can watch it legitimately and support the industry because I've also read a bunch of articles recently that have been circulating about like why your favorite anime doesn't get a second season and it's all tied into like Blu-ray sales and how because oh. apparently what's really frustrating this is an old rant apparently it was an anime producer I don't have the name forgive me but the article was on Go Gobino I think that's how, the name of the site how like if the anime is a hit the manga sales go through the roof right. And the Blu-rays don't sell. They need the Blu-rays to sell. Right. To justify making more of the anime. Doesn't help them if the manga, that's great for, you know, Shonen Jump or Kodansha or whoever is, you know, publishing the manga. Doesn't help the anime producers at all. Even merchandise doesn't really help them. And apparently, you know, I know on the music side of things, we always talk about how, like, you know, Spotify and streaming music services don't pay squadu to artists. Yeah. I don't know that video streaming is really saving the industry like they thought it would either so this is all very sad <laughs> it is very sad so if you love dragon ball and you want to support the industry now you can so have at it there you go that's my one piece of my one piece of news it was good it was a very substantial piece of news i brings the heat fam <laughs> i have um more eclectic a uh, bit of news. I feel like this is really what the people come for. I really feel like your role is just to find the news. Yeah. I feel people come to this for you to bring the news and for me to just react to whatever you've <laughs> you brought. Um, okay. Well, the first little bit is sort of... So there is a rumor slash a push for Anna Kendrick to be the new Robin in the new Batman movie. People got tired of pushing her to be Squirrel Girl? I don't think there was. I think she was pushing to be Squirrel Girl. I think, well, she would like to be Robin. She's made that very clear. And um, Joe Maganiello, I think I said that okay. Sure. He played Alcide in uh, True Blood. Hey, Alcide. Yeah, I know. Anyways. Now I know who it is. um, He is playing Deathstroke. And he's pushed for He's playing Deathstroke? Yeah. I saw the... Like stills of the Deathstroke costume. I didn't know he was playing them. He's playing Deathstroke. That's interesting. And he's pushed for Anna Kendrick to also be Robin. And I think that's a good idea. Also, I mean, she'd probably be playing, uh, we talked about this briefly, Carrie Kelly uh, Robin. Yes. Dark Knight Returns. Which is kind of the squirrel girl of Robins. (laughs) She's got the short red hair, the slingshot, the firecrackers. I don't know. There's just something very, uh, yes, initially. But she turned into cat girl or whatever yeah. uh, we don't talk about the other ones 
Um, so yeah, I just, I thought that was interesting, especially if they go that route. Anna Kendrick, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I really like Anna Kendrick. I don't know what kind of Robin she's going to be, but. She feels old to me. She feels old? For that character. I feel like Carrie Kelly was like a teenager, wasn't she? Yeah, but maybe. Anna Kendrick's in like her late twenties. Maybe she's been Robin for a while and she's managed not to die. Good for her. (laughs) Good for her. Good for any Robin who manages not to die. Yeah, it's very important. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting um, because there is such, there's been such a push for her to be Robin and there's been really no backlash because usually when females are introduced or um, take over a usually male role, there's this sort of like meltdown that people have. Well, the nerd peanut galleries had like, you know, 30 years to reckon with Carrie Kelly. I think she's always been pretty rather popular. A character. Yeah, I'm just saying that I just thought it was interesting. And I think it would be good. Even if you have bad female character roles, there's more female character roles. I can only get so much, okay? I'm going to take it. But moving on, I have more news. Would you like to hear it? I hope so. Yes, yeah. I would. Um, there is, There are a couple things. So, as I mentioned, I went to go see Doctor Strange. Uh-huh. And there was a trailer for The Great Wall, uh-huh. which we've spoken about briefly. And how I was upset that there were white people there in the movie, specifically Matt Damon. A white person named Matt Damon. Yep. And seeing the trailer again, I think China's using white people. Yes. I know I know you had brought it up, but I was like, so, they should give it a chance. China needs to budget, make the money back on this movie. And I think that's they're like using this resource of abundant white people stars and they're just like we really want this to do well in in north america so let's just stick matt damon in it Mm -hmm. and i think it might have been a good move good good heavens (laughs) i mean for what they're doing i don't think in i think in general there needs to be a change in and culturally in how we make movies and who we cast in certain roles um i think there's less I, I don't know. Again, we've talked about this over and over again. We're probably like killing people here, but trailers, it's hard to really get a handle on what they're about and mm. what they're doing um, just by seeing the trailer. But from the sense I got, it, it's less of like a white person savior role as it is this white person who feels like he's got a chance to do something good for once um, by helping this army out. To defeat these, I think they're like demon goblins. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't really tell. Uh, anyway, so I thought that was interesting, and I think it's a. I think someone should write something about it. Did it have a widescreen shot of arrows blacking out the sky? There were arrows, but as far as I can remember, they didn't block it's it. Like the sky. My, my favorite Zhang Yimou. It, yeah, thing. it's kind of amazing. Just arrows everywhere. So yeah, I just thought that was, uh, because we've talked about this a lot, about culturally who gets cast as what. Yes. And the problems that 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 can cause. Um, But in this case, I think it just was like a smart financial move. You get a pass, Matt Damon. Tilda Swinton, I don't think you're getting off so lucky later in the show. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, it just occurred to me as I was watching it and thinking about it, because we had talked about it and thought about it before. And I was like, maybe, maybe, yeah, I think it's just, they were just like, we're going to do something different. We really want to get the the white audience to come see this movie. So we're just going to stick some white people in it. Sometimes you gotta. 
Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's like a, it's like you know a unfortunate evil. Hey, why don't you get committed. tokenized for once, white people? How about yeah. that? That token savior role. Token white person. Anyways, yeah. Oh, and I have even more news. So much news. So much news. So for once, there is a television show that looks amazing that Canada's getting that America isn't. Shut up. I know. It is called Frontier. It is premiering today, which is Sunday. So when you guys get this, it's probably Tuesday on Discovery Canada. Guess who's in it? Jason Momoa. Oh, I've seen bus ads for this, but I didn't know what it yeah. was. It's set in the late 1700s in Canada. It's all about the fur trade. The The best line I saw about this was from io9, who called it Game of Furs, because <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's all these different factions vying for control over the, the fur, fur trade. trade. Um, it has already been renewed for a second season. It's going to wow. be six episodes, so very british It's Discovery making this? Um, or with, Canada making this? I think it's... Discovery Canada with Netflix, because Netflix is getting it in sometime in 2017. Okay. Um, so I think that they've given them probably some money. Production-wise, it looks really good. I'm really interested in it. It has Jason Momoa in it. It has history in it. It's got it's... Canada in it. I am there. <laughs> You've already roped Caitlin in. You had her at Momoa, but... Yeah, so... Well, I might not see Justice League. I haven't decided yet. So I'd really like to see him as Aquaman. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. And anyone who checks it out before me, because they probably will get to it before I get to it, let me know on the Facebook group if it's any good or or send us an email and uh, and let me know if you liked it. I'm pretty excited, especially since it's already been picked up for a second season. Canada doesn't get very much television-wise that people are interested in. That isn't like Due South was probably the last one. Yeah, that was a good television show. Meh. It was a really good television show. Sl- Slings and Arrows, that was the other one. But that was I, very I, brief. I had to sit passively through a uh, through multiple viewings of Slings and Arrows with my drama teaching, oh. <laughs> Shakespearean loving. I, I actually, I did like that show. It had Rachel McAdams in it. It was good. Only didn't last very long, unfortunately. Anyways... Besides Canadian television talk, we can go on and on about that. I have one last bit of news. Uh-huh. And this is very important news. November 14th. November 14th. It will be a supermoon of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> it's Caitlin's astronomy update. Um, Actually, it's Caitlin's... Is Cel- Idris Elba on the moon? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Stack them up? Selenol- uh, no, I, I can do this. Selenology minute. That just have to do with moon phases? It's the scientific uh, scientific study of the moon. <laughs> there you go. It's it's Caitlin's selenology minute. So on November fourteenth, it's going to be the closest full moon since nineteen forty eight. It has to do with the fact the reason the moon sort of comes in and out has to do with um, it has a modest ellipse. The the it's not a perfect circle the way the moon comes around us. Um, so it'll be at its closest point, which is um, its perigree, and it's going to look massive and beautiful and shiny, and you should definitely check it out if you're interested in moons and planets and... November 14th. Astronomy, November 14th. Get at that moon. Yeah. That moon, though. It's going to be fantastic. I think it's like 2 a.m. or something. It'll look, it'll look super fantastic. So yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. I will say I'm not going to parse through it. Um, also, because I, you know, deep diving on 
minutia of movie production before they come out is something we're trying to veer away from. Yeah. If you are so inclined, uh, Collider this week had a lengthy story on the Ghost in the Shell production. Really? And all of that and how they're going about it and what plot details they're lifting from the two animated movies and the anime series. I, I made a face, folks. For the manga. Just to be perfectly honest. Caitlin is not here for the Ghost in the Shell movie, but I know some of y'all are no, listeners. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, who really wants to deep dive on production information? Oh, and this is... This is a very lengthy article. So I mean, if you if you want to learn about this new light, this new LED lighting system they're trying for the movie that's never been done on film before, hey, have at it. I wish I had one of those like you know those party cranks where people are like yay and they like <laughs> crank the thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? It reminds me, I need to get a party. I need to get a party favor for for birthday gift next <laughs> week. Thanks, Kate. Put that on the list. Anyways, I feel like I should do that anytime I'm not really enthused about something. Yay. They're using new lights in a production. Yay. 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 Um, Most of the discussion about Scarlett Johansson's character involves how naked she'll be. Yay. Great. So that is just about going to do it for this portion of the program. I think so. It wasn't exciting news, but hey, I thought it was interesting. (laughs) Especially that bit about the moon. That moon, though. (laughs) Yeah. About that moon, though. So when we come back for the second portion of the program, we will each discuss the things we brought the other. This is going to be interesting. Okay. I think. Hopefully. We'll find out. I'll find out as soon as you do, listeners, right after this. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the program. This is the portion of the show where Caitlin and I discuss the things we each brought each other. But before we do that, <laughs> there's probably only one thing that Caitlin and I love more than nerdy shit. And that's food. It's it's true. I didn't, I didn't get to look this way if I didn't love food. <laughs> so we're going to take a special moment here because I, I picked something up yesterday while I was out doing groceries. Checked the ingredients. Saw there was no dairy involved. Yeah. Sent Caitlin McKinnon a photo of it via Facebook, and she got real excited. Really excited. So much so that senior correspondent was like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) You will recall a few episodes back, there was mention of a Canadian restaurant franchise known as the Swiss Chalet. Yes. Or the Dirty Bird. Where you go and you get your quarter chicken dinner, roasted chickens, primarily what they deal in. Caitlin was quick to point out what all us Canadians know that the main selling feature of the Swiss chalet is the chalet sauce. Is chalet sauce. I could just I could just eat tubs Which is of that a sauce of God knows what that they bring you to accentuate your chicken dinner or your fries or your hot roll that they bring with your meal or all to, or it mashed all together which is how I like it. And there was a rumbling in the Canadian snack community couple months back which i didn't hear about at Caitlin all was totally i'm really not part of the canadian snack community if you're unfamiliar americans europeans asians canada's snack ecosystem is oddly amazing yet not at times but where we really excel is with the lay's potato chip it's true lay's in canada 
goes batshit crazy sometimes. <laughs> yep. That's a good that's a good way to put it. For those of you who aren't familiar, Canada is the land of the ketchup chip, the institution known Which as the ketchup chip. I didn't I, I didn't know other people didn't have. No, they don't have them. Dill pickle as well. They don't really have. What? They don't have pickle chips. That's so weird. And Lay's will often do a a regional competitive. They had lobster chips. I was going to say. Point. I think they had some sort of lobster. There were some chip. like Greek tzatziki kettle chips a couple years ago that That's I was like actually really all cool. about. Yeah. yeah. They've done butter chicken chips. They've done they've done a lot. It was announced last month, I think, that the two titans, the Dirty Bird and the Lay's Potato Chip Company, were teaming up for chalet sauce potato chips. I'm just looking at them and I'm so excited. Initially, these were only available in the restaurants, <laughs> in Swiss Chalet restaurants. Sold out immediately. Like when I went for my birthday, yeah. we asked. And they were already sold nope, out? Nope. Gone. Oh my God. So as I'm doing my grocery shopping last night, looking for a snack to enjoy as I settle into the thing Caitlin brought me, I did not see these right away. Then I rounded the corner. You know, I, was, I, was doing chi- I was feeling chips and salsa last night. Right. It's be chips and salsa night. Yeah. Then I round the corner and I see the tower, the cardboard tower <laughs> of family size bags of chalet sauce chips. I am so excited. So. Weirdly excited. Friends, why would we ever deny you the opportunity to share in our joy? I have <laughs> here on the table. We, Sorry for your ears. We each have a, a tall glass of refreshing fresca. To wash this down with. They're probably not going to pair well, but... No, but that's okay. But Papa doesn't like keeping Coke in the house anymore, so... Unopen. We're going to crack this open, and we're going to see if Chalet Sauce Lays can live up to the hype. First, most importantly... Oh, that's... Yeah, the, the, yeah the, maybe. 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 Not bad. I'll grab a handful of these. All right, let's see. We're going to eat away from the mic. Talk about hot takes. The hottest of takes. <sighs> oh my god. How did they do that? Oh my god. It doesn't hit you right away. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, then it kicks in right mm-hmm. back of your tongue. Mm. So damn, that's like uh that's like a ten out of ten kick punches for me from for Chalet Sauce Lays. Yeah, that's I'm actually really surprised. Damn. I feel like they're getting a lot better at this whole figuring out how to put a taste on a potato chip thing. Man, friends, if you fucks with chalet sauce, you gotta get them chalet sauce lays. There's a strong, strong endorsement from both of us. Yeah, they're really good. And now we're gonna... We're gonna pause and eat a whole bunch of these, <laughs> and then we're gonna come back. Yeah, I was gonna say, we're gonna put them away, but nah, fuck that. We're gonna pause and eat some more, and then we'll come back. Seriously, y'all, those were so good. They were delicious. Get I'm really surprised. Canada, cop them while you can. And uh, so after that, uh, back to the show. Back to the show. Yeah. Now that we're sufficiently chalet sauced. <laughs> this is the portion where Caitlin and I talk about the things we brought each other. Before we do that, we have rules. Yes, there are three rules. The first rule is the uh, rule of three, which is whatever we give each other, if it comes in episodes or... <sighs> What's another thing? Chapters. Issues. Issues. Parts. We will watch, consume, read three 
of them so that we have a good idea of how the story is going to go, um, how the story establishes itself. Usually the first of those, especially with television shows, is sort of like a pilot or people are still trying. You can see that they're still trying to get their vibe. So we like to give it some time. 25 to 40 minutes, not really enough time to build a world. No, not really. Unless you're, you know, a good world builder like Neil Gaiman. Rule number two, hashtag save it for the pod. Which is basically, Jordan and I really like to talk to each other about what we're watching or reading or consuming, and we won't do that with the things we brought each other. We just, we're, we're just going to leave it for when we're sitting down in front of microphones so that you guys can take part in the um, experience that is Jordan and Caitlin. <laughs> Which is really why you're all here. Rule number three, spoilers. Yeah, it's not really a rule. It's more of a policy. There will be spoilers, especially the second half of the show. A lot of you don't mind them, but for those of you who absolutely dislike spoilers in any way whatsoever, even if it's for shows that are super old or don't really have spoilers, um, you should probably go now. Eat, get Go get some... Get your ass <laughs> to the no frills. And get some chalet chips. And buy some chalet sauce chips. Yeah, it's actually not too bad with the fresca, but... You know, get a good drink, get some chips, watch something fun on Sunday, or I guess Tuesday at this point, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. We like to alternate. So this week, we are going to start with the thing I brought Caitlin. There have been a few shows in the fall 2016 anime season yes. that have merited attention. We know how I feel about Yuri on Ice. It's yep. been well documented. Yep. We also know how... I feel, and how Caitlin feels about Keijo. <sighs> but there are other shows out there that are worthy of attention that I'm slowly trying to make my way through. I just checked out Flip Flappers, which we can talk more about later on. Please tell me it involves penguins. It does not involve penguins. I don't care. It involves, involves a girl named Kokona. You'll never forget her name, because if you take a shot every time her name is said, you will die. <laughs> Kokona! Stop. Anyway, that's Flip Flappers. We're not here to talk about Flip Flappers. We're going to talk about another show I heard mentioned a lot in the anime opinion hot take economy. Basically, I heard the logline of this show and said, I need to make a point of checking this out because this seems Fun. like it's been made for Caitlin McKinnon's wheelhouse. Yeah. Basically, it's the show that asks, what if Switzerland had witches? Mm-hmm. It's Izetta, the last witch. This is a anime... That debuted in October of this year, not based on a pre-existing manga. One of those, Amazing. One of those weird ones that's just made specifically for anime broadcast. It's directed by Masaya Fujimori, written by Hiroyuki Yoshina. It is set in an alternate Earth in 1939 on the eve of the Second World War. Of this alternate universe. Europe is still Europe. Yep. But the countries are all different. Um, yeah. It, Positioned well, the same, but they have different names. Like uh, Britain is Brittany? Brit Britannia? Britannia. Something like that. Germany is Germania. 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 Um, They're not doing a good job of hiding. I think France is Thalamore something like or something. That. And our concern is, dear God, what the hell's the name of it? Something European. <laughs> it is... Lint something or... Elstat. Elstat. Zay. A small alpine country, which I'm assuming is supposed to be Switzerland. I don't know. My European geography is apparently very rusty. Um, Basically, yeah. As we will recall, we all know Switzerland was neutral in World War II. 
or tried to claim neutrality. Yeah. Uh, let's not parse the subtleties of <laughs> World War II history. In the broadest of strokes, Switzerland was always considered uh, neutral, even though they're probably not. So this is basically the story of Germania, the Germanian Empire, invading a neighboring country yeah. and slowly moving out to other countries. I mean, it's... It, sorry, I... Thinking about it, it's either Switzerland or Austria, because the countries like the, the, the sure, and they have an archduke and yeah, duchesses. And, yeah. So, Germania is making moves using blitzkrieg tactics, very similar to the Nazis. Amazingly, <laughs> and they also want to take Elstadt because it is uh, provides them a trade route or like a thoroughfare. Shortcut through and they're a, to their allies in the Romulan or the Romulus <laughs> Empire. And they're, they're sort of this small country that sort of they think no one's really going to care about and they're just sort of going to roll over. Yes. Super, super non-threatening small army. Unbeknownst to Germania, or beknownst to them, because they, they, they've captured her in the first episode, Elstat has a witch. Yeah, it does. Who grew up, uh, the witch's name is Izetta of the title. She is childhood friends with Fine, who is the princess of Elstad. The becomes, beloved princess of Elstad. Yes, she is super beloved by the people. She is out of the country at the start of the series, trying to get back into the country. I think she was trying to negotiate deals with, with Britannia. Brit- Britannia. Trying to forge allegiances. Does not go according to plan. She is rebuffed. Well, she's rebuffed, and then the Germans show up. Yes. Germanians, sorry. <laughs> the <Nope>. Germanians. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the show is basically like magic plus World War II. Which we've already done, actually. Well, you didn't. Kaim gave it to me. Oh, oh right. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Which... I heard that. I listened to that. That's an <laughs> uh, episode that happened. Yeah. Um, Aerosmith, which I, I'll get into that after. That but... probably... Yeah, probably... <laughs> Shit, I should have remembered that, because this probably fared a lot poorer in your mind after going through Aerosmith. Um, I had not... I went into this show on assumption. Okay. I seemed to be getting a good reception from the anime community. Yep. Seemed to have a number of bullet points that would appeal to you. I had not watched the show when I gave it to you. Ah. I then went in and watched the show and went, how can you do so much right... And so much wrong. And so much wrong. Simultaneously. It's amazing. But let's talk about that right now as we get into <laughs> Izetta, the ass witch. <laughs> yep. That's all right. Caitlin. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Uh, I could do without all of the awkward nakedness and rapiness. All of the awkward. Why? They were doing so like the princess was wearing like something really, really practical. It wasn't showing her boobs or her butt or her vagina. Like it was it was doing real good. And then it had some random scene of her in the shower. Why? And then coming out of the shower and just the shots were gross. And even like you can decompressing in the shower after a stressful thing is something a lot of people do. You can show her face or her feet. You could. Or her knees. Yep. You don't have to get the camera under her fucking ass. Like, why? Because it was so bummed out. Because it's gross. And let's just let's just say this, that. We know this. Anime is sexist. Not all anime. <laughs> Hashtag not all anime. But I mean, 
Yeah. So it does do things right. I do... It's interesting because uh, another thing that you can compare it to besides Aerosmith um, is... You haven't watched it, but uh, Korra, Avatar Korra. Mm. Because it's sort of... It, it, again, it, it's not World War II, but it's kind of that mood and there's a lot of different nations and there's a lot of sort of different things to take into consideration politically. I, I kind of like that they were doing a little bit of that. A little bit of that, yeah. The scene where she's basically saying, hey, I've, hey, Britannia, I've said no to your prince for and, years, and but now been, I need an ally, so let's get married. Not even that. Like, I know you're interested in our industry. And before we had said no, but my people would definitely be really glad to partner with Britannia if you were to back me up on this. So there's a there's some smart politics going on there. Mm-hmm. Then we get to the flip side of it, but which is drop kicked out of it by some stupid unnecessary. Ugh. But then there's <laughs> well, and then there's of course the, this whole other side. So there's it's almost like there are two stories that they're sort of combining, which I think is interesting and could work. Um, the other side of that story is the witch yes. and magic. And um, the fact that magic exists in this very, well, one of, actually, the character says it, technological world, right? Yes. That we live in, um, which is actually something that Korra deals with. Not so much Aerosmith. Aerosmith, it's more like how magic is woven into their world and society. Mm. Whereas Korra, it's sort of the, the there's there's technology and there's magic and how they can clash or come together. And in this show, Izetta is the outlier. She is yes. the she's the last witch. Yeah. And and they and it's nice that the princess and Izetta have a relationship from beforehand. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Instead of it all being new and and brand new, they have this sort of relationship they forged when they were children. They met each other. Um, and Izetta has based, before that reason. Izetta has pledged her service. She is not you know, patriotic to the country, really. Yeah. Her allegiance is to Fine. Yeah. And princess. she pledges her allegiance there. So that's why she's fighting. And the other cool thing about it, so you get to see sort of these, there are tactics and there's politics. And there's also a girl riding a gun, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> like, I instead of a broom, like a witch riding a gun instead of a broomstick, which is silly and amazing. Um, the thing that is unfortunate, there are a couple things. One visually it looks really sometimes looks really boring like i feel like they could have done a lot more with the magic i don't know Mm. i i kind of been spoiled by by other anime films that have magic (laughs) in them let's just put it that way um and this one seems very almost sterile in a way is that his powers stem from basically the manipulation of objects Objects, so the i guess the most spectacular spectacular scene this is my biggest bullet point the action scenes the fight scenes are fantastic fucking great like she's basically what has happened in episode one fine has been captured by the germanians she's being transported in this plane with this tank that's containing a girl who is Izetta, but she doesn't know that yet there's like a hubbub where the tank cracks opens Izetta kind of like wilds out and like destroys half the plane yeah and as they're falling Zeta recognizes Fine, grabs the nearest long thing she can, which happens to be like an anti-tank rifle. Yep. Which becomes like her broom. And then the second episode is basically them escaping from the wreckage of this plane while being chased by warplanes. Yeah. So 
they're flying low on this mountain. Is that a like bites her thumb to like dribble blood on the ground behind her? And, and she then, turns like, it to like summon ice. ice spikes out of the side of the yeah. mountain, which pierce the plane. Dope. I thought the third episode. The third episode, they are using. Um, she's using swords and lances. Yeah. Um, to like cut through tanks and planes and stuff. That was amazing. Like visually, that was amazing and and really neat. Um, so th- but besides that, there it seems. Besides the fight scenes, otherwise visually, it's a little. I just found it a little sterile. Like it just not as. That's fair. It's just taste. I didn't really didn't really bother me but um the other thing that pops you out is the grotesque sexuality that they just out of nowhere too they'll just like pop it in there but it's just like because this is the thing you know you can hate on keijo as much as you want but you never question what keijo is the second you go in you can make the call like this is bullshit and i don't want to watch it that's fine if you go in to watch it you are prepared for it yeah okay here's a perfect example so the intro sequence the very beginning of the intro sequence is amazing. They have like this heavy metal music that, and they're seeing all the... That took me off guard to be well, all the, all the, <laughs> the characters... death metal guitars came in. I was like, that's well, an And then all the characters are like, they're flipping through them and whatever. That looks mm. cool. And then there's just like this weird slow-mo naked shot of Izetta the witch with a gun around... Like she's posing... It almost feels James Bond-esque. Mm, it's like a, yeah, it's like a silhouette. But... Um, and that was gross. And then just throughout, they'll... For instance, in the second episode, Izetta has been captured by the Germans and they're like, yes, we're going to kill you or use you in other ways. And it gets all unnecessarily gross and rapey. Didn't need it. They could just be like, or we'll torture you or, you know, pull your fingernails out of your hand. Like, you don't need to take that extra step. And visually, they just sometimes make them wear very little. I mean, I'm not going to do the show any service by telling you stuff that happens in episodes after but they get Fine and Izetta get back to the capital and after Fine's father dies and they're preparing for like her coronation yeah and there's two moments one where like this maid shows up it's like Fine's maid she's been sent to try and like make sure Izetta is going to be you know take care of her get her acclimated yeah after this intense fight and travel they've been on to get back to the capital and the maid's talking like very benignly, and there's um, Fine's bodyguard is there as well. This uh, Beatrice is her name, or Beatrix, I don't recall her name, but she's like this like military captain, royal right. guard type of thing. Shouts to, besides all this, shouts to the usage of women. There's a lot of women yeah. in, in powerful positions. And the maid is talking like very benignly to Azetta while she's like, you know, getting a stool to place behind her, and she climbs up on the stool, and she's like, no, Fine just wants, you know, to be okay, and this and that. Can you put your arms up, please? And she does. It's like, whoop! Off comes the dress. Oh, boobs are jingling. Oh, and she's so embarrassed. Why? Why? And then in the leading up to the coronation, the, like, royal tailor or something is, like, in the room with Izetta and Fine, and it's a woman, and she's like, it's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get you, I'll get you something, you know, straight up. Something, something that'll look good, you know, you look powerful. And it'll be functional in the in battle and whatnot. And it's like, let's start with the girl grabbing her boobs. And it's like, oh, yeah, good figure, blah, blah, blah. Ugh, ugh, and then bleh. goes on to Fine. And Fine's like, no, I'm good. And she's like making grabby hands at her. It's like, oh, your body can change a lot in a month. I'm oh, like, God. why are you doing this? But that said, episode five, nothing. God. Ugh. Episode five had none of that. And I'm like, see, you can do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> We've seen it done before. But this is like for whoever is around this writing this show and this could be you know it's like you don't understand japan type of thing that's jokes yeah to them that's your comedy which is they gotta work on that <laughs> they seriously have to work <laughs> Needs on that. a little work anyway yeah. 
So, yes. Um, in parts, I thought it was good. In parts, I thought other things that had magic and World War II were better. <laughs> I'd forgot, I forgot. I forgot about Aerosmith. Um, and even Korra, just as a good example of a cartoon that sort of deals with the same issues. Um, that was, that's, uh, you know, deals with it in a different way. I'm interested to see some of the characters, because it looks like there are a lot of characters where they have a lot mm-hmm. planned for it. I don't know yeah, what, the, what else they can do in, the in Emperor, yeah. <laughs> three episodes, but... I do like that Izetta is not... She's not going to end the war. You know, it's not like everything's going to be fine because Izetta's around. Oh, no. The fighting still has to happen with the troops on the ground, and you yeah. see a lot of you know, trench warfare and, and things a lot of that of, sort. They, they actually didn't shield death like that. in that um, the third episode. There's a lot of, like, all of a sudden... You know, you're talking with a person and they're firing their rifle next to you. All of a sudden, their brain's been exploded all yeah. over you. Like, they didn't shy away from that at all, which I thought was nice. It's not super violent, but I mean, it's the Second World War. <laughs> like, people yeah. die. Um, or the moment with that kid who I think is supposed to become like the POV. The one with the glasses. Yes. Yes. The, the Pidge. Um, he's supposed to be like the POV character for the soldiers on the ground type of thing. And it actually looks like he's going, in later episodes, it looks like he's going to become a larger component because he ends up inadvertently hearing about this might not have come up in the first three episodes even but is that his powers are reliant on like magical ley lines sort of yeah cool there are areas where it doesn't work right and she can't do anything the areas where she happened to be flying with fine or where this act you know this one battle happened at the old capital it was like really concentrated but the actual capital like the new capital like the royal palace there's nothing there Right. And the fourth, I think it was the fifth episode, they're trying to turn back the Germanians basically while faking it. Right. They have decided to announce that they have Zeta. They're not going to shield her. They're going to like announce to the people that they have her. So there's like, you know, discussions of publicity and PR and controlling the narrative type of thing. Yes. So you decide they're going to, as a morale booster, they're going to announce to the people of Elstat that Zeta is with them because they have this myth of the White Witch that saved their country centuries many, ago many, or many whatever. Years ago, yeah. It's like, oh God, the white witch is back and she's going to help us. But then they have to go and fight by this river and there's no magic for her to tap into. Right. So they're basically faking it using like loudspeakers and snipers <laughs> as Zed is like on a cliff, just going like, put down your guns. And they're like, no. And she goes, <laughs> and, like flings her arm at the same time a sniper fires and shoots the gun out of her. So it's all theatrics, right? Yeah. And this Pidge character ends up inadvertently hearing from Ponytail shady shady ponytail guy yeah we should just call them by their hair now (laughs) we we suck at names with anime there's always so many people um he overhears basically that is that it has this weakness and so now he's the only one besides the core crew who knows and is he gonna let that out there are spies in the army type of thing like yeah so they are playing at all of that and and all that and that'll be great but (laughs) but (laughs) caitlin and i both are like throwing our hands in the air you didn't have to you really didn't. You didn't. You had enough. And it honestly, and it, again, like you said, it's not like this constant, this is what you're expecting. It'll come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like a dress will just be weirdly made or a boob will jiggle or like they'll the, have a shot that's awkward. Or like when she's fighting the tanks in the third episode and she lands on one, it's just a shot of her ass landing in the view, yeah. in like the view window of the tank. I'm like, you didn't have to. No, no, you never have to. 
I will even forgive, like, the shower thing with Fine was jarring, but I was like, okay, it's just anime being anime. It wasn't as, by the time we got to that episode four with the maid and, like, the feely tailor and stuff, I'm like, that's, you didn't have to. Yeah, also, again, for any writers out there, you don't need to use rape to show how evil someone is. There are lots of other ways you can do that. Really doesn't need to be a demonstration of how yucky and gross you are. Is that a, the last witch? You, you didn't, didn't have, have to. to. I think, yeah. But I'm going to stick with it because there's enough in the show that I like. And I you, you have more than enough on your plate. And you have say, been in the magic slash World War II chamber before. This is I the will, first time I've really seen I this. I will check with you in a bit about this show. <laughs> okay. I have so many other things to watch. Because um, I have, I, listen, I'm telling you right now, episode four, five I feel like had nothing. Episode four had a lot of unnecessary boob grabby jiggly type stuff yeah um episode five had nothing i just saw episode six launch yeah check with me in a few weeks i don't know how many episodes of this we're getting probably 12 seems to be the go-to right but yeah check up with me and i'll let you know if it's something that can be stomached i'll make you a i'll make you a fan service guide excellent for it thank you i appreciate that there's some bullshit that's gonna happen in this episode be ready for it here's because that's like you like you said that's the worst part is you don't see it coming yeah you're like oh political intrigue world war ii yeah boobs what yeah exactly i wasn't expecting that um so yeah i mean i mean kick punches kick punches ratings uh i'm going to give it 6.5 kick punches that's fair yeah it might be seven but again i gotta it's only the first three episodes and there was nothing amazing like it there's nothing amazing mm. except for those fight scenes, which were really fantastic. You can and shut down a warplane with a Lancio. <laughs> really cool. Um, but besides that, there was nothing that was like, oh, this is incredible. Or this. I also felt the writing wasn't very good. It's yeah, it's uneven. It's and it's like some of it's just again boring. I've either heard it before or seen it before. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Fair enough. That is is that of the last witch. It is on Crunchyroll. It is new this season, so you can get caught up. Like I said, episode six just dropped. If you want to check that out, check it out. And you know there will be some skeevy shit that pops up out of nowhere. Because because we let you know. So you'll be in a better position than we were when we watched it. <laughs> Moving on. So I gave Jordan something that I actually haven't watched in a long time. And we have anybody been... anybody watched it in a long time? <laughs> We've been on this kind of kick lately about tv tv shows mm. and this one was on I, I feel like something happened between like 1999 and in the 2000s like there was a shift this was before the shift this is very much a 90s show mm. um another cartoon i really love cartoons but I don't know. I always thought the the animation was really interesting, and I thought the storylines were fun and interesting. And I just wanted to kind of see how Jordan felt about it, and also talk about it because I haven't really talked about it with anybody because I think I was the only person to watch it. <laughs> which is why Downtown, created by Chris Pranoski, George Kersick, Kerstick, and Andy um, Anne D. Bernstein, uh, only lasted one season. Um. 
one season of 13 episodes on MTV from August 3rd, 1999 to November 8th, 1999. I think it was paired up with Clone High, actually. I feel like they came out kind really? of around the same time. Possibly. Um, I can't remember where I watched it. I th- it might have been on... Do you know what it was? Cartoon? Was I think it? I know what it was. What was it? I think this was the show that came on like after or half an hour after the like 11 o'clock Simpsons rerun on Teletoon. <laughs> Possibly. Because I knew of this show and I recognized the characters and the I'm, designs. I never sat down to watch an episode, but I feel like it was either on after something I watched or before. It might have also been on later night YTV. Very likely. Um, for those of you who don't like, know. Aeon Flux and yeah. The Max and shit like that. Yeah. And it might have been with The Max because I watched a lot of The Max. They had a lot of reruns and I watched them all <laughs> several times. They the Max a lot. For those of you who don't know, YTV is the Canadian young was it youth television? It was for youth television, yeah. It, it, it wasn't quite Nickelodeon, but because it no. went, it covered teenage as well, or yeah. even some young adult stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, we saw a lot of stuff on there that was only for MTV viewers. Yes. So anyways, um, it's basically a, about a diverse cast of characters who are in their sort of late teens, early 20s. They're, it's set in New York City. It has a really interesting animation style that's almost how do i put it psychedelic in nature yeah sometimes um it goes it does a little bit um where people you know will see things and it'll be kind of wacky and crazy um it the creator chris pranoski he's worked on some things for mtv he worked on daria and beavis and butthead and metalocalypse so he is familiar with the medium of cartoons and this is just uh something else he worked on and Jordan, what'd you think? I don't even remember the first three episodes, so you might have to give a recap. Did, did I write them down? I feel like I did. I, I know that um, two of the main characters are a sister and brother duo, and their dynamics it's really Al- interesting. Alex and Chaka. Alex and Chaka. Yes, his sister's name is Chaka. Yeah, I don't know how we he, don't. Know. I don't know how he got named Alex and his sister got named Chaka. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I think she might be a name she she chose for herself. You know, what my first note is what man. Remember when clothes were that baggy? <laughs> yep. Baggy, baggy clothes of the 90s. The show is fun as a time capsule. Yeah. Because it's like, there's no internet. Like, there's no... It's very 1999. It's basically Alex is working at like a copy shop. That's with a P, not a coffee shop, which would be cooler. He works at like a Kinko's. And he has just gotten his own apartment sort of sight unseen. Yeah. Some landlord came in to make photocopy and eviction notice. And Alex was like, hey, can I see the place? <laughs> Didn't even really see the place. He's just like, I'll take it. And it, of course, is a garbage heap. Yep. Filled with like a urine soaked couch and, you know, feral cats and whatnot. It's like, yeah, you don't remember the plot. There really isn't one. Like, it's just kind of them hanging out. Episode at- one, Alex gets an apartment and is a loser. Episode two, <laughs> boys and girls are different. <laughs> Episode three, clubs suck. Those are like. I just remember that they had. There were aspects of the show that I felt were really real. Like, they really spoke to things that I was going through at the time. And I did not get a follow-up to this, but I did read some, you know, IMDb fragment or something that said the show was based on, it may have been one of those, like, a bunch of actors just kind of improv and then they animated after the fact. Some of it. And and some of it were, was I I know for sure, were stories that they collected Mm. from actual young people in, in New York City. Yeah. And I can, my praise and... Not condemnation, but, like, my my hit and strike for the show in yeah. the same moment is, like, I can appreciate that for 99, having this many different characters of color, of ages, body types, 
hanging out together for 99 kind of a crazy move yeah that's not a show no that's not entertainment you can't just put all these people out there and go like hey look a puerto rican guy and a black girl and a filipino i don't know what jen's supposed to be (laughs) but she's she is also somewhat caramel skinned but if the what they're doing isn't that exciting episode one was the pilot was real hard to get through yeah, I, I think I remember that. I see, Also because just the animation got better. I did notice yeah. episode three was like there was a marked improvement in episode three in the animation quality. And I remember, and I think it's it's one of those things where I remember some of the later episodes being really, really good. There was an episode. Did, they I think did, got nominated for an Emmy or like won an Emmy or something. Yeah, or, or I think it got nominated for like excellence in cartoon Yeah, episodes, but it was like episode eight. Yeah, and I know there's an episode where they... they uh, race to the beach on the trains. Did that? That is episode two. Yes. That is episode two. I always really liked that episode. I felt like a lot of television shows didn't talk about really what it was like to live in a city as a young person. And I grew up in Toronto, mm. and I, I never had a. I didn't really have a race on a subway, but we've done things like it. You know, the subway and the city is a is a person in itself, and I think the show would reflect yeah. reflected that a lot. Definitely that weird like. I hate the phrase pre nine eleven. This show was made before then, so it definitely has a different feel. It has some of the Giuliani hadn't completely scrubbed out the griminess. He's actually name dropped as like a like <laughs> yeah. a fun police type of figure. Um, he hadn't scrubbed out all the griminess of the like Manhattan area. Yeah. Yet, and as a time capsule, again, I think I what did I say it about? <laughs> it wasn't Breaker High. What was I comparing to Breaker High? <laughs> Oh God! What did you give me? That was like a it was like a time capsule of the nineties. I'm trying. Oh, I think it was Wonderfalls. Was it Wonderfalls? No. Yes, it was yeah. Wonderfalls. Oh, okay. This had the same effect, but for like a solid ten years yeah. earlier, with the baggy clothes, with like the, the music. And I don't know. Did Nirvana actually give their clearance to use one of their songs? Possibly. For this? Like like aneurysm or something is used in one of the episodes and i'm like yeah is that just an mtv thing where because it's on mtv they get full well, no, clearance no, to use any music i don't think so because i remember sorry daria had this issue or the reason for a long time daria didn't come out on dvd was because the music a, clearances a lot of the music clearances they they couldn't get so they had to change sort of all the music mm-hmm. um so yeah like <laughs> you hear like hot spot by foxy brown <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like woo, man uh or like push it by garbage it got played in an episode and i was yeah. like man this is a time capsule. capsule and like no one has a cell phone like nope nope like can't find alex's mom can't find chaka because she's been using his place to crash at because the hot club opened underneath and he's been working night shifts so she goes to the club crashes at his place and tries to duck out before he gets home yeah so alex will be like oh where's the phone and it's like a cordless phone <laughs> like a cordless <laughs> landline but yeah, this is kind of narratively this show kind of felt like a victim of like the Kevin Smithification of late nineties, early aughts, young people. I have to say, I never say it, but I really admire you turning nouns into verbs. It's always it's oh I really enjoy it. But like post clerks, it's like proto mumblecore, right? Where it's just like nothing really happens. It's just a bunch of people like Hanging talking out. about stuff. And sometimes, you know what? I mean they do get 
There is more of a plot as you go on. Episode three had like a plot plot. Yeah. yeah. And but sometimes, yeah, it, they're just kind of chilling. And I guess when I was a teenager, I thought that was kind of cool that they were just sort of chilling. Probably similar to what you're saying. I have written down here. This is like the dream of the 90s or at least what we thought the 90s would be. Like, <laughs> yeah. like if you ask kids and say rural Ontario, yeah. what life in New York must be like, you would describe something like this show. Yeah. That's not what the 90s were like or what New York is like now, but no. it's interesting to go back and and see what that was like. Uh, I don't think any of the characters were particularly compelling or I really well liked acted. Alex's best friend. I have in my notes, Caitlin <laughs> is here for Jen. I am here for Jen. I just... Right down to your, right your sleeves that go over your hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the fact that it's a purple sweater. Yep, that... you are here for Jen. That's, yep. that's the I reason always wanted, Caitlin was here. I always wanted to... I thought Jen was just like the coolest 20-year-old. And now I'm a 30-year-old who basically <laughs> Still have, dresses like Jen. Still dresses like Jen. <laughs> um, I kind of just love that she was a big dork and loved playing board games. and Yeah, and there's a lot of like nerd hipsterishness in here as well. Alex finances his move by selling action figures and, and stuff. And this and... is before you got a lot of nerdy geeky dorky people showing up yeah. and stuff and then, yeah it's easy to take that for granted now back then this wasn't you didn't see that a lot no i mean it was awesome that you saw some of it in daria but even that they used to poke fun at the the dorky kids right mm. um the fact you had weird kids was awesome and then you yeah you got this there's especially one episode where they have a board game night just the two of them and it's i think that was episode Two, two yes as well while there... the b plot they were the b plot if the a plot was the race to coney island yeah. on the train the b plot was alex and jen uh playing board games all yeah. day which is i just yeah that's my best day is <laughs> me getting to play board games all day um yeah so I, I is there anything that you did like about it besides the time capsuleness? nothing that really jumped out at me i was like that was great <laughs> well okay i mean well, having sat and watched three episodes i didn't have a problem with it i wasn't like miserable watching it but yeah. it was like yeah. Yeah. all right a thing that has not aged particularly well in the last you know 15 years yeah but it's it's cool all right it's, so like it's vaguely reminiscent of what because i shit i was you know around that age when this oh i'm so ancient <laughs> when this show came out i was basically that age and yeah i spent an awful lot of time sitting out in front of on stoops and in front of uh, you know convenience stores smoking too much and talking about nerd shit with my friends like yeah that's what we did the show kind of captures that it's not really a time i'm interested in going back to so well on that note what's your what's your rating yeah, it's like a 5.5 yeah okay i can see from your it's not, it's not a fail and it's not one of my favorite things. I just, I remember really enjoying it. Um, I don't, I just don't think it holds up really well. Like you said, if there was a shift in televised narratives, yeah. this is clearly before the shift. It is before the shift, folks. It's a lot of talking and the writers or the people doing the interviews capturing these stories thought they really had something edgy and kind of like lightning in a bottle there. Yeah. At the time, but then you watch it now and it's like, okay, people have been riffing on this style for like the past 15 years. This style has been perfected. We can move but, on to other things. But it was the first. I don't think well, well, Kevin Smith was I mean, the first, but. I mean, first dish. First ish. It was, it was the first dish. We were in and around there. So yeah, that's downtown. 
if you're interested, I don't know where you're going to find it. Hey, if you're interested in the early, or rather in the late 1990s, there you go. I watched it. Be like Jordan. You could watch it too, <laughs> if you're interested. Um, I think that's it. Updates. Except let's, for updates. Let's get to the marquee. <sighs> Caitlin saw Doctor Strange. I saw Doctor Strange. How'd that go? <laughs> that's how that went. It's the first installment in a Marvel movie. You're going to get an origin story. How much more can they really you know tweak what? it? The fact that it was an origin story was not the problem. Very much like a Zeta. If I want, if I, if I'm getting magic, I want goddamn magic. It was, it was okay magic. <laughs> Too much practical magic. No. Not enough. <laughs> fancy magic. I wanted. I don't know. I just thought... You want a spell that will summon a dragon from the core of the earth, and that's something that will help you find your keys when you can. Oh, no, no. That actually, that second one would definitely (laughs) what I would... That's useful, but you don't want to see that in your filmed magical entertainment. No, it wasn't... There was some really neat stuff in there. Um, I just... I guess I felt that... I guess I've been spoiled. (laughs) As someone who has seen Inception and... um, Lots of other content. Inception was the big one after the trailer dropped that everybody was getting like, you can't have buildings, fold, streets folding up into the sky without immediately going, that's yeah, Inception. Well, and just visually and sort of concept wise, I've had a lot of high concept comic books that I've read and books about other dimensions and magic. I just, I expected, I, I don't know, it, it, some... Some stuff visually was fantastic. Some of the fight scenes where the, they're on the walls and upside down and mm. going, there's stuff where they go back in time. Like, that stuff is neat. The time magic stuff is neat. Um, I don't know. I guess I wanted it to be a little bit more, again, popping. I wanted it to be a little bit more pop. Get it popping. Um, Get that magic popping. And the other thing is... Senior correspondent and I like to do a game where we recast movies. You know who would have been great as the ancient one? Owen Wilson? Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh should be in everything. (laughs) We already talked about this. (laughs) What I didn't know, going to this whole talk about cultural casting, there is a trope called the dragon woman or dragon lady. (laughs) Do you know about this? No. It's some kind of like... I got to look it up more. Anyways, I just, well, I just. (laughs) Good thing you brought it up then. I just was interested because someone had said, well, it's awesome that you cast it as a woman. Why couldn't you have also done some diverse casting? And then someone had brought up something about the dragon lady, which is basically having women as mystic characters and Mm. things basically especially women of asian descent it was the same counter argument to the whole iron fist thing where it's like yeah this character is steeped in asian culture you should have an asian person but at the same time there was a smattering of asian voices that were like "Mm, you can 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 miss us with the with the kung fu fighting stereotype you can just keep that um i just think michelle yo is awesome and would have made a great ancient one i also think agiophore would have made a great doctor strange I think he was misused. They just, in this. Him, they just would have made him brother voodoo. They just well, not not quite, but they they I think misused him. Um, who did he play? Did he play Wong? No. He played the villain. No. Well, who did he play? He played like the second in command to the great old one, or great uh, great ancient one, or the ancient one. I can't remember. Who played Wong? 
Um, I, I actor who I see in a whole bunch of things and I can't remember his name. Wong was my dude. Wong was played by an Asian man, which was nice, and he was actually super cool. He was the librarian. Yeah, and he was a cool, super cool librarian. Wong's my dude. Um, and there were some uh, bits of funny things in there. Mm, writing was okay. It's the first showing for a Marvel character. There, and all the beats are going to get hit. I'm assuming. Like, you know what? I gotta say. We were talking about Marvel movies. I think of all the Marvel movies, my favorite's been Guardians of the Galaxy. You are not alone in that assessment. My second favorite has been uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. Not alone in that assessment either. Um, this doesn't even like it. It's not. I, I, I just wanted. There's magic. I was just so excited. <laughs> it's basically what it comes down to. The ones you're saying are the fir- The ones you're saying are your favorites are the ones that are funny and well written the ones that are trotted out as like this is like the next level superhero movie where it's like the winter soldier is like a 70s bureaucratic espionage you know what it is sort of thing style movie it's the strength of the writing right and guardians of the galaxy is like what if we just make star wars but everybody was han solo no Mm. no Mm. no Mm. that's no Mm. that's not a correct assessment watch it again (laughs) watch it again um Doctor Strange, it's the first one out. Nobody knows who the hell he is. They didn't want to take the risk they took with Guardians, I guess, and didn't make, like, a, you know, the craft with Doctor Strange. <laughs> I, well, it definitely could have been, like, there was definitely, it could have gotten darker and been interesting. It just wasn't that interesting. That's what it is! It wasn't that interesting! <laughs> On any account, the writing was that interesting, the acting wasn't that interesting, the casting wasn't that interesting, the uh, magic wasn't that interesting, the visuals weren't that interesting. It was, hey, it was a fun movie. I'm glad we went to go see it. Um, there were some things I liked. There were some things that uh, I didn't quite like. But that's what it all comes down to. Well, we are sitting at $87 million this weekend. Is that good? How much, did, how much does it need to make? I don't know. They probably would have liked a $100 million weekend, but still Sunday. I, you we'll know see. What? I think it's, I honestly, I do think it's going to be a slow burn. The problem is how much is coming out. Yeah. And that's the other thing we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Moana is coming out. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is coming out. Yes. And Star Wars is coming out. You just do what I do. Which is? Not see movies. I got gift cards for my birthday. (laughs) I have been waiting for November for so long. (laughs) Just raining gift cards. Basically. Raining scene points down on these (laughs) basically um so yeah go see dr strange if you're interested in marvel stuff if you'd like a fun time out um but don't expect anything amazing don't expect it to reinvent the wheel no fair enough uh what updates do i have oh my god dave Chappelle and tribe called quest are going to be on snl this weekend i heard about that that's super exciting um why is i just i'm interested is dave Chappelle doing something is that why he's on snl nope i think i'm sure it all kind of tied together Chappelle knows those guys he's never hosted snl i'm sure he's been asked for years years it's his first sketch comedy type stuff since Chappelle show yeah um i'm sure the shotgun announcement of the new tribe record and all that sort of thing and it all kind of coalesced together where Chappelle was like they got an album coming out I'll finally say yes if they I can pick them as the musical guest type of thing. And also, they've done some work, I believe, on the um, Hamilton al- cover album that came out. Oh, the mixtape thing? I, I think they're on there. Uh, one of them. Yeah, Q-Tip's probably on there yeah. at least at some point. 
Uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't dug into that. Um, but I did see the track list and it was very impressive. Touré, one of my more favorite uh, journalists, wrote a piece on the Tribe record in the New York Times last week. Kind of alleviated a lot of those concerns I had mentioned when I first brought up the story about like, was it really that done? Q-tip's yeah. mindset. Were they really getting along? Um, it's not a fun read. Those dudes are still processing the loss of Fife. Yep. Um, like the one thing is like, Touré asked Q-tip like, how has it been finishing the album or like mixing the album? Cause you've got to listen to his voice like every day. And he didn't even finish the sentence and tip was just like, it's been super hard. Yeah. It's been like, <laughs> it's how been hard really do you hard. think it is? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jack White's going to be on there. Kendrick's going to be on there. Andre 3000 is going to be on there. That's pretty cool. Um, Elton John's going to be on there. <laughs> like, sure. Why not? Just throw them all in. From what I've heard, Touré says the songs are amazing. It'll be interesting to see what a tribe record sounds like in 2016, but that comes out Friday. You know, I'm going to be all over that. Um, what else have I been watching? Like I said, I'm trying to check in on a lot of these fall anime shows. Flip Flappers is another one I had heard about. It's oh, you, another you, one of these. you mentioned it? But as far as I actually watched some oh, of it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I watched three episodes, I think. Because we're at a point now where like, if I have an evening, yeah. I can still dig into one of these shows. They're not so far gone that's like there's no point in starting. Yeah, um, they're not. What is it like three hundred episodes long? And even if they just started this season, we're only at about week six, right? So yeah. it's not in a couple hours you can kind of get caught up if you want to. I don't know what the hell Flip Flappers is about. It lo- <laughs> <laughs> it's a magical girl show basically. It looks really cool. The art style's done really well. It kind of has a, at times a manic FSL type of feel to it. Right. Um, basically about this girl <laughs> named Kokono. Coconut, coconut. As you said, uh, as I said, do, do the voice again. Coconut. <laughs> That's what the actual magical girl Papika right. says. Coconut is just like living her life, going to school, whatever. Papika shows up one day, seems to know Coconut. They are trying to get these shards from scattered around different realities, but Papika can only do it if she has somebody, a partner that she can sync with. That's pretty cool, sort of thing. And here's the log line for this one. I yeah. haven't gotten to this episode yet. I'll touch base with you again. Magical Girls and Mad Max. What? As they are bouncing to different sort of timelines, universes, whatever. That's Apparently they end up amazing. in like a Mad Max type thing. Um, there's another show called Magical Girl Rising Project that I need to check out too, which is basically Magical Girls and the Highlander. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Just them killing each other. Yeah. Like Madoka. <laughs> yeah. It's... It, Apparently it's, yeah, it's tapping into that. Like, if you love Madoka, you will love, because it's like, there's an app and they, nobody knows who actually is Magical Girls. Like, you become a Magical Girl. What? Boys can be Magical Girls. Old people can be Magical Girls. Like, Good. And then it's basically like, hey, you can't all stay. Wow. So some of y'all got to go. That's amazing. And if you take out one, you get more power type <gasps> of thing. That's so cool. So it goes all crazy Highlander. I haven't checked this out, but apparently it's good. I will follow back later. Um, And that is Atlanta wrapped up. Episode, the finale aired last week. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty good. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Involves just the search for <laughs> his jacket. Okay. Ern has lost his jacket. He got, he got really, they all got really lit at the club one night. It's told mm-hmm. a lot through like watching old Snapchat stories to try and figure out where he <laughs> lost his jacket. <laughs> Does that thing you did not really like about Atlanta, where it's like super funny and then goes super dark oh, <laughs> at God. the end of it, 
or in the middle of it, because as Ern's looking for his jacket, he deduces that the Uber they took. <laughs> There's a moment where they're watching the old Snapchat stories and they're listening to the remix to It's Real by Ja Rule. Okay. And Jennifer Lopez. Oh and they're God. basically imitating Ja Rule, but they're just going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then it'll pan to the girl and she goes, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Donald Glover's like, what if Ja Rule was just a dog this whole time? <laughs> um, they figure out they left it in the Uber. They're trying to meet the Uber driver to get the jacket back. He convinces uh, Al to take Al and Darius to go with them to give him a ride. Darius has another one of his Darius moments, wondering about the <laughs> financial profit margins on sunflower seed manufacturers. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> and it's the second conversation. Like, you don't pick it up at first. Like, yeah. the first, the main conversation is Ern asking for a ride. Well, in the background, Darius is just kind of, like, talking over him. But, like, man, how sunflower seed companies make any money? Um, they go to meet the Uber driver, and it's real, like, tense. And still, and Al starts oh. having one of his, like, the same right type of moments. Yeah. Cops swarm out out of everywhere. What are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Essentially, there's been a stakeout on the block. Oh, God. The Uber driver comes out wearing Ern's jacket and gets shot down <gasps> by the cops. Because <laughs> he won't stop. And Ern kind of wanders over and it's like, can you, like, check check his pockets? Like, it's my jacket. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the cops are like, What? Basically, as you come to find out, because bear in mind, when they did this, this was going to be the finale. They didn't know if they were going to season two. Like, they yeah. made it not knowing what was going to happen. So they had to figure out how are they going to bow their story. The bow of the story basically ends with Al giving Earn like, a wad of cash. Yeah. Basically saying, like, you know, that's that's your 5%. Earn's like, this is a lot. And I was like, hey, you, you did good. Um, they get a call about some other rapper wants to take Al on tour type of thing. And... The thing Ern needs so badly out of his jacket is a storage locker key, because that's where he's living. Right. Only show where, like, the optim the air of optimism at the end of it involves <laughs> a guy sleeping in a storage locker, but Ern's, Ern's on the come up. Hey, you know what? That's how poverty looks like. And that's just how it ends. He gives he gives Van a lot of cash, and she's like, you can, you know, you, you can stay here tonight. He's like, no, I know, but I'll call you tomorrow. And he leaves, and he goes back to his little... Mattress in the storage locker, a company to, I believe, Elevators by Outcast. They waited all season to drop some Outcast in Atlanta. Very nice. Best usage. And yeah, hats off, salute. Explosions. For, for Atlanta. Unbelievable, Donald. He's not listening, you know. He is listening. He's always with me. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still going to check it out because it was really, really interesting. I just... Uh... I just needed something a little more lighthearted uh, this time of year. So maybe maybe at the end of November, as I will. Leave, as the leaves change, Caitlin don't want to get real. Caitlin uh, wants to watch no. magic. I want to watch magic. Magic. Um, and that's why I'm really looking forward to the movies that are coming out in November <laughs> and early December. You've been talking about it so much, you better go see all of them. I am. All right. Why do you think I've been saving? I haven't been to the movies in, this is the first time we've been to the movies for months. Except for when I went to see Kubo. But that was totally different. <laughs> um, and also, Kubo had magic in it. it. It did. All the magic. Well, on that note, somebody's got to go play some role-playing games. And it's me. So we should probably think about wrapping this up. That's all right. As we said at the top, soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod, iTunes, follow us on there, subscribe, 
leave us a rate and review if you are so inclined. We would greatly appreciate it. Because we don't get any information from iTunes. Nothing. We are out there. We out you on your socials. The Twitters, the Tumblers, it's at GeekDownPod. Trying to make Twitter a little more productive uh, for the show. As I mentioned before, Tumblr, nothing's going to happen on the Tumblr until I have my week break. Because... <laughs> That's that's what I get. The longer it goes, the more updates you you got to put on yeah, there. I am very busy for someone who works a part time job. I am extremely <laughs> so how busy. Are you so busy for working part time. Um, yes, but I'm trying to I'm trying to engage more uh, on the Twitter side of things. Um, you are the unofficial third chair. Thanks for shouting us out, Amelia. We've got a handful of new listeners and followers. Yes, thank you. On very there much. for people looking for feminist leaning anime podcasts. So if you're one of those new listeners. I think you got a fair shake of <laughs> feminist anime viewing today. Yeah. God damn it, is it? And we are also out there on your Facebooks. At www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. I hope you all enjoy that we do that every time because we're not going to stop. Nope. It's not going to stop. Um, until Caitlin fucks it up too many times in a row. <laughs> um, if you have questions comments suggestions for stuff that we should watch we do special episodes every once in a while um i know in december we're planning a couple of special episodes so keep that in mind um we'll probably do some co-watching of something we'll probably you know do one of our mishmash episodes that people love that people love so much um and if you have like i said questions you know you can you can come to the face facebook page you can put your question up there or you could email our email. Oh, right. That email address that we have not mentioned in like 30 episodes. Uh, geekdownpod at gmail.com. And, and we both check it. I mean, Jordan, if it's something, Jordan will probably just tell me about it. Because um, <laughs> he's better at it than I am. But yeah, just, just let us know. We'd, we'd love to hear from you guys. We would. Because we've been out here for 40 episodes now. 40 episodes. Honestly. Amazed. Salute to you astonished I did not think it was <laughs> but just god imagine when we hit 50 i come to toronto every every week week people for y'all and for me yeah and mostly for me and i really like doing the podcast so we're gonna be back here doing another one next week yeah and we hope you will join us for it thank you for listening friends my name is jordan ferguson and my name is caitlin Kinnon. we'll be back here again with you next week for another episode of the geek down podcast see you then I hate myself. It's so good. No, they're really good chips, though. God, switch Shelly. I'm not supposed to eat in the microphone, though. You always tell me I'm not supposed to eat in the microphone. (laughs) I know, but it's so good. I can't help myself.